Welcome to the Young Saints Leadership Podcast, where we're going to be talking about all things youth, from leadership culture to supernatural youth ministry and discipling revivalist. We hope you guys enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. What's up? We are doing a continuation today. Yes. But Ooh. first, can we just talk about what we've been doing this month? Oh, it yes. is the love month. The love February. month. What does that mean? It's Valentine's Day. That's Ooh, all that means. <laughs> um, today is not Valentine's Day, but you know, it's it's near. <laughs> it's near. So we have started dating series. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, are you going to talk about sex? What is that even going to look like? <laughs> don't yes. don't say too much because there's junior hires. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. But it's true. Yeah. But Parents it's true. actually get very scared of relationship month, which I'm like, you don't have to worry. I know we don't even talk about stuff that's exposing. I promise they see worse on TikTok than they'll get in our youth group. This is an exposure therapy. It's true. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I get it. I mean, I'm going to be that parent. I'm going to be like, what you telling my kid? It's true. I will. Yes. So I totally understand it. But Uh, yeah, dating dating talk was A couple funny things on this. First of all, if you don't talk about dating in your youth group, you might want to consider it. Because even if you don't agree with it, like, do I really think two 12-year-olds should date? No, there's not really much point, right? (laughs) But I asked our youth group the other day when we were having a dating talk that I'm like, how many if I told you you shouldn't date, you still would? And I would say 75% of the rooms still raise their hand. People raise their hand that also told us their parents said they couldn't date. I was like, wait, what happened? Your parents said you can't date, but you're telling us you will anyways. But it's because like, and that's where I think the church dating culture got a little off is we say, don't do it. Don't, you got to wait until you're married to date. You know, like that's what everyone's saying. Or ready to be married. And um, I've heard so much, don't date until you're married because we're just so afraid of the topic. Yeah. But if you give people basic tools and you shape their view of dating versus letting the world do it because we're saying no. So they find it somewhere else. If we can reshape their view of dating, maybe we'd have a few healthier, less baggage relationships. And removing the shame around dating. I think that's why a lot of people have avoided it because of the shame. Oh, absolutely. It it feels shameful to say you're dating, which Uh is weird because I'm like, that's, it's a learning how to have a healthy relationship that would set you up for a lifelong relationship is so think, weird that yeah. that's where we place shame sometimes yeah, yeah. and fear only because I think it's a reaction because people have done it poorly. Yes. Totally. People have made messes and you're yeah. like, man, there's so many. I try to remove ways. the shame of anyone that's dating. I'm like, Oh, look at you cuties. You guys are so cute. Yeah. You like each other. Yeah, the, you know, the youth pastors that actually think like, Hey, honestly, if, if the parents well, don't want you to date, that's between date. you and the parents. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you no. I'll have my thoughts and help you figure it out. Oh yeah, and we but always. I think you should submit first. to your parents. So, so if they say no, it's no. My parents yeah. did not let me date until I. It's, they said no dating till after you're married, which yeah. I was always like, I don't understand how to get married then if I don't date. Oh, um, and then I moved out of the house, and then I started dating because then I was under a different roof. But yeah. I, I was 19 when I moved it's out, true. so I didn't yeah. date all the way up. Anyway, yeah. so think about dating yes. if you don't know where to start. Maybe Pull it back in. Anyways, reach part out. two, continuation. Anyway, we're going to talk on making disciples. Making disciples. Ooh, Maybe we should this. do a podcast on dating for y'all. Day, Maybe one day. Here you go. But today it's part two of discipleship. Yep. So buckle up. We're going to talk about how we have walked through people making disciples. We personally do it. Obviously, we talked about last time, be discipled. That's the number one goal. Yes. So mm-hmm. that you're not just discipling people without being discipled. Yes. Yep. 
But now how do you make disciples? How and, do you make disciples? And I want to start with a story. There was a um, young man that I met, gosh, when we first moved out here. And um, this person, this relationship taught me so much about discipleship because it was getting into his space. Because um, sometimes, you know, discipleship, you're almost looking for somebody that's hungry right? Yeah. That's a lot of people. They're like, where's the hungry people? Cause I want to disciple them, which is true, which is great. But there's also this other side to it. This kid, um, was, uh, just got out of rehab, which is always fun when you meet a kid that, you know, is 14 and they just got out of drug rehab and alcohol he's at rehab. least like 15, maybe been 15, but I think it was 14. Oh, wow. Um, and so meet with him, doesn't want to meet with me, doesn't hardly talk the first conversation we have, which is always amazing. Um, and <laughs> we then, have all had those. Yes. And, and How I'm are just you? talking. Fine. I'm at this, you know, really good Mexican restaurant. So at least I was eating good food as I'm just trying to keep the conversation going, which is super awkward when you're taking bites and then it's silence. <laughs> and then you keep talking and you're like, wow, you're not giving me anything. And it led to this, um, me having to really lean in and, and go, can I believe in this kid? Man, God, can I believe in him? And I think the start of discipleship was realizing to get a proper lens that God has belief in every human, that he actually sees the full potential of a human yeah. and he knows what he created. And if I'm going to ever disciple people, I have to start there because this, this person challenged that in me. Because I was like, I, I see a bunch of attitude. I'm very frustrated. I see me wasting my time. Yeah. Um, all of these things <laughs> is what true. I see. And, and I actually never want to have this meeting again. <laughs> Um, fast forward, I chose not to go that path because I was feeling challenged by God to go, can I see people from his perspective with his purpose in mind mm -hmm. and led me to where we started meeting weekly, me and this kid. And he went from drug rehab. This was like his second or third time coming out of it. So the, like rough scenario to um, almost dropping out of school to then finally getting radical breakthrough, full vulnerability, walking in freedom, um, graduating with A's and B's, which had never happened wow. before. His parents actually thought I was um, tutoring him. They didn't <laughs> know I was discipling him. And I, they asked me, they said, what are you doing? Like our, our son's finally getting A's and B's. We, he's never been able to. And I said, oh, I, I, they're like, what are you teaching him? And I said, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm talking about his life. And they're like, what? And I said, we just talk about like what's going on in his own emotions and yeah, life yeah. and how to bring Jesus in. And that's how much it radically impacted him. He's mm -hmm. married now doing great. Yeah. And it's just crazy started from that perspective yep. of, can I see potential and purpose in somebody that right now in the natural, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's crazy. Um, Jesus took him three years. Yes. No, bro. Seriously. That's crazy. Like, yeah. yes. <laughs> and we think discipleship is like, oh, I can do this for a month and they're going to be great. 10 week program. If yeah. you learn these 10 basic fundamental truths that we right. call theology, that's it. You're going to be a disciple of Jesus for yes. life. And it's not. And, it's and, not. and the New Testament is just some of the highlights. It's not the day in and yep. day out life on life with his disciples. Yep. You know, what's yeah. interesting, especially with youth ministry. I heard someone say this. It, it was Banning Leapshire. We quote him a lot, actually. Yes, we here. love Banning. Um, but he said something like, you know, when I look back at my youth ministry days, I don't remember how many kids came. I don't remember if the room was full or what I spoke on or if the worship set was good. You know what I remember from my youth group days is, I'm not, maybe I'm butchering this, but like it was something along the lines of, I remember the people that did life with me and where they're at. Mm. And that's what brings me either joy or sadness. If yep. I see someone that's still walking with God because they did life with me, or if yep. I see someone that turned away 
yeah. and made bad decisions. Those are what determine my joy of yeah. success or sadness yeah. in my life, like the fruit of my life. And he said, even though like some kids are that he had maybe made bad decisions, he still loves connecting with them, still kind of chats and reaches out to them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I love wow. that. I'm like, I think sometimes we can make it such a big deal of big crowds. What is going on? Are yep. we doing our job? Is the worship set perfect? Or did we do a great transition? And yeah. I'm like, yes. honestly, in 10 years, it's are the, the kids we impacted still burning yep. for God? Yes. Are they becoming good yep. moms and dads? Yeah. Do they love their career and feel like they're living a life they love and are proud of? Like yeah. It's the statement, healthy people create healthy families that actually create healthy communities, that create healthy cities, that create yeah. healthy nations. Yes. I think what we don't realize is as youth pastors, we are the starting place. Youth and children's yeah. a lot of times get that formidable years alongside yeah. with parents to form healthy people. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. that's so important. And we, we minimize that a lot of times in the church we're we're going after events and services and lights. And we're so aware of like yeah. stuff on a Wednesday night. And I'm like, stuff that will not matter, will not matter. I'm like, is that kid going to actually make it when the time comes and when they're stressed or right. when they're feeling pressure, is there someone in their life they can call to say, what do you think about this? Yes. Yeah. When yeah. they're questioning God, when they're questioning an outcome. When they're questioning getting a divorce in the future. Yes. Like who do they have? Is there yep. someone, and it's been shocking, like even the impact you make as a person on somebody else, even if you miss that person for five or six years, it's crazy how they will come back to people 100%. that they feel believed in. They feel see them, how like appropriately how God sees them, belief in them. Even if they've been disconnected five or six years, they'll come back to that person to go, hey, my life's in shambles. Yes. And I just remember when I connected with you, something was happening. Yes. Something was different yeah. about my life. Yeah. I think that's the one thing that um, Benning even said that you can actually measure yeah. what no. the, the things that you're pouring into a student right now. Like you'll see it in 10 years. Totally. Yes. Five, 10, 20 years. I think it's the joy of even us. Like me, we, me and my wife, we've been here for, gosh, since 2010. So when you've been here for 2010, we're in 2022. I'm like, Long oh my time. gosh, we have seen a lot of graduating classes. Oh yeah. yes. And it's fun to me when I meet students right now in our yes. city or that come back to visit that are actually doing well. And they'll say, Rory, do you remember me? And I'm like, not at all. This happened the other day. They're like, I was in Young States. I was like, you were? Oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm thinking, gosh, dang it, whatever, you know? Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then hearing the impact or something that's happened. I'm like, this is crazy. Like you're actually doing well. This is yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I think nothing brings me more joy or even like a feeling of love and like proud is when I look at people that I'm connected with and I feel like I had a, a part of a significant shift in their story, watching them succeed. Yes. Yeah. Watching them like grow up and find someone they love and get yeah. married. And yeah. I was a small part of that. And yeah. like, Feeling that like, wow, like I'm so proud. Like I feel so much joy when I think of people that I know I've impacted live the life they've dreamed. Yes. Yep. Oh, yes. It, it does. You know what I mean? And I want to hit on something though that kind of gets a little squirrely in discipleship. I think right now in our day and age is sometimes you can think discipleship is I'm just trying to connect and listen. Yeah. And I think the power of discipleship is that I'm not just connecting and listening but I actually have a goal yes. that 
I want to actually form Jesus in you, however that looks. Yes. That actually, when I'm in a disciple, like if I'm discipling a kid, I'm not just going, I want to be your buddy. I'm not just hanging out. I'm not just like, man, can I just hit your game so you right. feel seen? Yes. But I'm going, I want to create in you a new way to view life yeah. through the lens of how Jesus did life. Paul said, I labor, labor. as a oh. mother in childbirth we to see Christ form yes. within you. It's that. Good and Paul Lord. was discipling the churches. It's a big deal. It's a big it deal. is. Yeah. And I think so, there's been this idea right now in our, in our culture where um, almost some of that, man, we're just trying to hear. We're just trying to listen. We're just trying to be, has integrated into discipleship where I'm like, Jesus was very proactive at shaping the view yes. of the disciples. Yeah. Any interaction, but what he did was he would wait till an interaction happened and then he would help shape the view. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't pro, he didn't like try to prevent stuff. See, that's where discipleship gets very controlling. Yeah. So if you try to control and prevent and speak before somebody does something to help them avoid it, it can get a little off. Yeah. It feels controlling. Jesus didn't do that. He didn't say, hey, I know you're about to say something because I'm God. So don't say that. And I'm going to correct you. He would right. let the disciples do it. And then he'd say, hey, you don't know what spirit you're of. Hey, let me teach you now a new way to think or a new way to go about life or a new yeah. way to live. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important in this conversation of how do you make disciples is, you know, man, I'm intentionally trying to form Jesus, which is why I need to make sure he's being formed in me. Yeah. Like that yeah. I'm having proper beliefs and views and yeah. thoughts so that I'm reproducing a follower of Jesus, yeah. not just reproducing a connected person. Yeah, and I think good. people yeah. start in discipleship listening and, just made me go into a game. You're building that trust. Oh, totally, totally. And that's a great place to start. But I love what we've been talking about is discipleship also is about rem like teaching them to remember who they are yes. and what God has said over them. And like there was this one person that I was in youth service one time and I felt like the Lord just reminded me of a word that they received at a, an event that we did. And I was like, I need to go remind them. And so I went and I reminded yep. him, I'm just reminded of that word that oh. you got of you were anointed and you were called and you were chosen. And um, in that moment, I felt like the Lord say, she's one of yours to pull in. And I was like, this is discipleship. I'm literally here to be your biggest champion and remind you who God is making you to be. And I'm fanning the flame inside of you. Yes. That's the goal of discipleship. Yes, so true. And even Leslie, how many of you guys, all of us have probably done this. Like you go to the person that's your mentor discipling you and you're like, I know if I take it to them now, they're going to chat. Maybe I only think this way because Leslie's an eight on the Enneagram and she <laughs> challenges Ch everything. No, oh Lord, help me. And so I'm like, I wasn't going to her for affirmation or just to be heard. Yeah. I knew when I went to her, she was going to help me change the way I think and help shape and me. Yes. And really mm -hmm. like I'm going to her and she's going to help me overcome this. Yes. Yep. Yes. I'm not just going to be validated and stay where I am, yeah. which validation is important. And she would do that, but she never let me stay. Yes. It's the Psalms. It's, it's Psalms. So many people, if you do the journey of Psalms, David starts praising God, remembering who he is. Then he gets to the deep place, but he always ends up back praising it's, God. It's true. If you disciple somebody and they start with encouragement and who God is, but you leave them in um, victim, 
Like you lead them in powerlessness. Like they've, they've shared and you just validate pain, but you don't actually help them with the next step. Even if the yeah. next step is just across the ravine, you're not going up the mountain yet, but you're like, oh, we were on this side of the river and we crossed, we made progress yeah. to actually overcoming something. It's important. Yes. Like yeah. it's a big deal. Cause sometimes people get, I know, like you felt the tension to go, oh, I don't yeah. know if I want to say this right now because. Yes. Ah, yeah. I, I hear you. I feel you, but man, there's actually a, a different way to see this. Yeah. yeah. And I, I want to speak to maybe some of the younger leaders who may have been um, in a season where they're being discipled and they're yeah. just stepping into the place where they're discipling. Totally. Sometimes that, that switch can be a little hard because you're like, yep. man, I'm used to being the one to be poured into. <laughs> yeah. And now I have to make the switch where I'm not just thinking about me. That's so yeah, like, true. I'm actually thinking about forming Christ intentionally in others. And I think sometimes crossing that cool factor where that kid looks at you and they think that you're the man or they think that you're the most beautiful person yep. and they're like, I want to be like you. And then you see them go off in a way and you actually have that moment where, oh man, I actually have to challenge them. Like I actually have to speak into something that they might not agree with. Totally. I, I just want to encourage you. Like that's a moment for you to take courage and know that when you challenge and when you actually call them higher, it's not going to break relationship. I think there's a fear that yep. if we challenge or if we correct or if we um, are, are bringing our input that is different from how they're seeing the world, we have this fear that, oh man, maybe I'll break connection or I won't have that same level yep. of influence. Yep. And that's just not true. It's yeah. not true. It's not true. And, and I love that true. because that's, that's discipleship. Yes. Is you actually realizing and remembering your role that you're going, I am here for this purpose so that you actually become all that God created you to be, that, that there is no barrier. There's nothing that gets in your way, no lie or, or um, yeah. unbelief or something that holds you back from it's who true. God has called you to be. Yeah. And if that means I have to step in when you're running the opposite direction and pull you back and say, whoa, whoa, I will remind you who you are. Yeah. Like you have to actually decide to leave me yes. because I believe in you that much. It's, it's where the power of belief and discipleship is huge. Yes. It's not the power of naivety. It's not being naive about what's happening or ignorant. It's the power of belief to say, I believe in you because yes. I believe in who God has said about you. I remember a leader telling me, don't, don't have any leader on your team that you don't know why they're there. Mm -hmm. Do not let somebody serve you that you do not fully know what God is already speaking over them and yeah. you believe in them. And he goes, yeah. otherwise it's all about you as a leader. And you're just hoping people serve your vision. And he goes, you got to switch it to become discipleship. Totally. Yeah. Why are they in my life? I believe in them. Yeah. 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 Wait, I like you said, you're not their, you aren't their friend. Yeah. And I think it's really easy for us to want to stay in the friend zone of like, I want you to just think I'm cool. Yeah. But if you want to make disciples, sometimes you have to say hard things yep. yeah. and call them back like you guys were talking about. But I think the most powerful way we can disciple people is life on life. Yep. Yeah. And what does that look like? You just bring them along. You bring them Whatever into you're doing. Area. One of our youth leaders take, whenever she has an oil change, she schedules a time with the students that come get an oil change with me. And I love, love that. Yep. Of like, I'll go walk around Target with people or we'll yep. go. Uh, yesterday I went on a drive with someone. Yeah, I've, and, I've started going on walks yep. and I invite 
like literally all of my little disciples. Yes, I bring them on I walks with it. me now. It's so and it's good. the best. Yep. And yes. so much comes out. I have a spot where we go walking and then there's the same seat. It's so funny because I've sat in that chair so many times now in the past like two weeks. People already and know. So, they just yeah. kind of sit there and they're like, yeah. oh, this is yeah. the time. We're about to get vulnerable. <laughs> it, it's crazy. It. The life on life, making it. Yeah. Um, attainable. I think sometimes people think that discipleship is so scary yes. or hard or like, oh my God, I got to figure out all time. these meetings for coffee. And I'm yeah, like, it's yeah. not coffee. Yes. It's life on life. So good. Bring them grocery shopping. If you have to run bills, put them in the car with you and talk while you're driving. Yeah. yeah. If you have a game night, you'd be surprised what comes out. Oh man. Even in the midst of fun. Even in the midst of fun. But honestly, that's, if we could leave you with anything, just do life on life. It's so beneficial. It's fun. It's low stakes. You're not trying to make it fit into your life. You're just like, this is my life and come join it. And remember the goal. You are forming forming Christ Christ within a person. Yes. This is the goal of discipleship. So important. But we love you guys. We're going to end and we will see you next or you'll hear us next time. Yeah. 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 Bye.